I'm Diren Garrity, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter, to feeling laughed at, to a time where they had the last laugh. <laughs> Snacks was like, do you know what we should do? We should get a manager. I was like, oh, that sounds reasonable. And Johnny emailed, I would think, every management and agency in Ireland. Yeah. Hello, we're two Johnnies, this is what we do, it's face to face. 22 people. Right, agencies, and, 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 and it's okay, nobody replied, but <laughs> my, my favourite part is that Johnny wouldn't be hectic on the old computer at that time. He CC'd them all. <laughs> no! No, you didn't! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. They, they all knew he's after emailing everyone else. No, you didn't! Yeah. I, I didn't know that was how emails worked. <laughs> oh, my God! I'd just like to take this, this chance to apologise to NK management. Uh. <laughs> Comedians, podcasters and proud Tipperary men, the two Johnnies are my guests, plural, this week. They talk to me about quitting their day jobs for full-time fulfilment, their undying love for the GAA, and how they can barely go a few hours without each other. I hope you enjoy. The two Johnnies. You are extremely welcome to the laughs of your life. No, you're not supposed to interrupt the intro. Oh, I'm such an amateur. Lads, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks a million, Darren, for having us. And apologies for Johnny B's behaviour already. He's yeah, acting he's a maggot. Just well, let me know when I'm allowed to talk. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a kind of a stop-go system? <laughs> Look it. I gave you the exact location. <clears throat> I said five o'clock. Six minutes past five. Johnny B swans out, looking around. We, we came up at the other side. Uh, we came up at the other side and we, we just got distracted. There was lads drinking pints outside the damn tavern. And I swear, Johnny Smacks was transfixed. Oh, there was tears welling up in my eyes. It was just... <laughs> there was lads drinking pints of some sort of lager. And I could see the kind of moisture gathering around the outside of the glass. Yeah. I was going to have to get a bib. <laughs> We're dribbling. I was dribbling. We forgot, we've got we to do the podcast. Yeah, I swear to God. Staring, staring at them. Well, look, I was going to go through you for a shortcut for being late. Sorry. But you arrived... Anyway, Johnny Smacks arrived around the corner with the most fabulous bouquet of, cl- of flowers I've seen in a long time. There you go. That's so they're Tipperary flowers now. Your schmoozers, the Perry. That's we 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 aim to please. Do you, bring, do you bring them everywhere? Like every woman you do any work with? Oh, the whole they all get a men. Mm-hmm. You know the whole lot. Yeah. Just, we actually have a field out the back of the house, just full of flowers, all different right, types. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Tulips, chrysanthemums. <laughs> I hear Johnny B's a bit tight. All right. So oh, he, yeah, yeah, he grows them himself. Yeah, he's he's still recovering from paying fourteen euro there for a wrap. <laughs> Ma- the manager said, oh, I know where we'll meet. I'm not never meeting there again. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, huh? Surely, you know, Subway or a spa or something <sighs> we, could, we could meet in. Anyway, sorry, bad first impression. Hello, thanks for having us. Lads, thank you so much for doing it. Uh, it's a fabulous day outside here in Dublin. You're, you're not up that often, really, are you? Not anymore. No. When we first uh, got going, we couldn't get enough of Dublin. You see, <laughs> Dublin has the midweek pints. Mm. <laughs> Tipperary hasn't had those since the boom. Right. There used to be music. There'd be a lad come in of a Wednesday night in tomorrow season care and he'd sing Fisherman's Blues or whatever and you'd drink 10 pints and you'd get up and go to work the next morning hanging. But should there be some lad there from Belarus who'd pick up the slack and you'd get away with it? Like, <laughs> Whereas now, like, that doesn't fly anymore in no. um, down the country. The, the midweek pints are gone. And Dublin has it. Yeah. Camden Street, wall to wall, ag students. 
UCD, DCU, whatever. I always mix them up. We, we, we were doing a gig. Where were we doing the gig? Rag Weekend. In, in, in DCU. In DCU. And at the end of the show, I, of course, was like, hold on, UCD. No, so, you oh, didn't. Yeah, you yeah, did yeah, not. Uh, I'm a bit dyslexic. I just blamed it on that. But, you know, uh, other international pop artists are like, you know, hello, Wembley or something, and they're somewhere uh, else. We're, we're in UCD. <laughs> Shelbyville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we do love Dublin. My mother's from Dublin. And, and Johnny, you're a big fan of Dublin as well. Uh, it was great at the start. Um, because, like, just farmers knew us yeah. when we first started country people lads wearing brown shoes and big belts and yeah. they were all that knew us at the beginning and we used to come to Dublin and no one knew us and no one cared and we could drink wherever we wanted do whatever we wanted now you're getting chased by paps yeah not exactly that it's more like lads going like do you know paps do you <laughs> I, there's a woman in care called paps no word of a lie now, paps now, don't know who she's now, probably listening nowadays it's more it's more lads grabbing me in a headlock like just being like you're gas you're gas and I'm like you're choking me you know, so. you're the two funniest pricks. On <laughs> but we love country people. They're yeah. so, they're kind of rough around the edges, but beautifully honest and friendly. Yeah. You know, if you ask a country person for directions, is that fucking down there somewhere and around the corner? But they'd probably go for a drink. You know, a drink yeah. with you. Whereas somebody posh might be a bit more standoffish. But right. we just the people of Ireland have embraced us into their bosom, and we feel very lucky to be able to. In all this, we can podcast from home and we can yeah. show on the television and. Mother of God, we're walking around town now like we're, like yeah. we're the I don't know. We're getting away with it here. That's exactly. Look, at, you're the first duo I've had mm. on the podcast. And so I was trying to figure out how we're going to work this with the stories and whatnot. And I was like, oh, maybe like, you know, one of you could maybe hold back for some of the, you're there, like, be no, no holding back. No holding back. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to throw this out there and either of you can go first. Go. Your first memory of laughter. Um, I, I had to think about this for ages and I was like, Asking me mother, and then she was like, "What about Joe Dolan?" And I was like, <laughs> "And I was like, what? Sure, Joe Dolan like isn't a stand-up, like you know what I mean? He's a stand-up guy, or you know, God rest him." But then she uh, it kind of reminded me, and I was like listening to a bit of Joe Dolan the other day, and I remember dancing around the room with me mother. I'm I'm only maybe four years of age at this stage. I've got her hairbrush up, and we're just belting out good-looking woman, the two of us. <laughs> and and she she used to love like seeing me sing. Although later in life she was like, "Shut up," you know. And now she says, "It's great." Like I don't know what to do to your voice, but you sound great. So she's convinced. Oh, it's just auto tune all the time. But at that time it was brilliant, carefree, dance around room. My mother. It did get a bit out of hand when she dressed me up as Garrett Brooks one time several times on a Sunday we'd go down to the local pub maybe there was a match on television no one had Sky most people in tips still don't no. still don't have Sky but we'd go down she dressed me up in her boots and I'd have the clad shirt on the cowboy hat and the guitar and I'd come out of ladies jacks singing friends in all places and people people got a laugh over it and I remember thinking like was I was I always born to do this maybe I reckon <laughs> I reckon if it wasn't in the two Johnnies I'd, I'd be a Garrett Brooks impersonator well, it wouldn't be a bad gig. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad now because he's never going to come to Ireland. It's, it's <laughs> Walking out of the, the ladies' jacks in the stand in Ross Gray. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Smacks, what was childhood like for you? What was, how many in your house? Um, there's, there was just me. And then I have a sister now, Abby, and she's 14. Mm-hmm. And uh, so f- for 16 years, there was just me. So it was just constant. Like, to be honest, it was happy. Like, I know like a lot of comedians stuff will come on and they're all like, ah, oh, like, you know, most comedians for some strange reason, I think that's why we're all messed up. It's like <laughs> they had a mad childhood, whereas mine was just fairly normal. Yeah. You know, my mother and father, we had a bit of crack. Abby came along. I got away with murder then because my mother didn't really care about me. She had a baby to look after. And that was it. But it was great. My mom's funny. Yeah. And like she's got a segment on, on our second podcast and she, she loves it. 
So she thinks she's hilarious. Right. So I think that's where I got it from. I kind of channeled, channeled her. But I had a good childhood. It was a good crack. We went to the pub. We watched matches. It was simple. It'll be similar with my mom. She's, she always kind of goes, I have no idea where you got it there. And I'm like, mom, you're yeah. the biggest drama queen of all time. It just, it, it just wasn't nurtured. You know, it, well, I mean, it, it, you know, education was mm. and, and, uh, and trying your best and all that was for yeah. her. But not so much being funny. That wasn't really a thing yeah. back then. It wasn't, you know, oh, we'll put you into drama school or, or yeah. whatever. What do you mean being funny wasn't a thing back then? <laughs> no, it's in, it wasn't encouraged. Like when in, As a in career, her time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't like, oh, follow that dream or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen, that wasn't for me either. Like I yeah. used to work in a baking factory and I'm, I'm like 18 at this stage. And I'd come home in the evenings and I bought an amplifier from Argos and a microphone. For some reason, I was always obsessed with microphones, even at like 18 years of age, where this is where you should be trying to get your life together. I dropped out of college and was singing in my bedroom, like REM, Everybody Hurts. I, I honestly didn't like the job. And she'd be down in the sitting room just, and she'd come in and just be like, I'm begging you, John, please stop singing. Please, uh, John, uh, John, John, please, I'm begging you, please stop singing. And like, now, now I joke, like when she comes to one of her concerts or something like that, like, and she's like, I, c- I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> and now she's saying to me, younger sister, like, chase your dreams. Chase yes, your yeah, dreams. Yeah. Do what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I laughed over that. You didn't want singing lessons or guitar lessons. You wanted an amplifier yeah. so the whole <laughs> stage could hear you. No, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if I was singing out a tune or not. It was just louder. <laughs> just make it louder. Johnny B, you, your first memory of laughter. Uh, we have great crack in Tipperary. My next door neighbor was an old gentleman named Frank. And you'd know him a, while, uh, a mile away. He'd... A really distinctively kind of, I don't want to say mutant, but like a really big nose. He had quite a distinctive <laughs> nose. He was a lovely man. Whiskey nose. He had a whiskey nose, yeah. <laughs> and um, he was great crack. He was always just kind of knocking around, kind of talking to dogs and the birds and all. And he, he had a row with the grandmother over, my grandmother's next door to us again, over a dog or something. And then he started feeding the birds. And so all the birds would line up on the telephone wire and shit on the grandmother's car. <laughs> and that, that was Frank's way of like getting one back at, at my grandmother. But he, he'd become, we'd always be at something, sure, putting down footpaths or building sheds or something. And he'd be in and he, he would just come in. And if he heard there was cement being mixed, he'd want a piece of the action. He was just class on the shovel. He had a real knack. Kind of, you dig with your knees, that kind of shovel knack, you know. And I'd be like three or four, five, whatever, and we'd be out mullocking and shoveling. And he'd be a great man mixing cement by hand, never the machine. He always loved to mix it like on a big, on a board on the ground or something. Right. And he'd pick up a bit of the cement and he'd pretend to eat it like, no, it needs more lime. You know, like this. <laughs> and, and you know, to a four-year-old, that's the funniest thing in the yeah, world. And yeah. then he'd throw it back down and he'd shovel in a bit more and he'd, mm, we're getting there now, we're getting there now, you know? So... Uh, that was my crack, yeah. And he taught our Jack Russell. He'd be fly fishing, right? And he'd catch the fish. And then he'd teach the Jack Russell to swim in and bring it in in its mouth without marking it. Oh. Stop. That's a fact, yeah. How? And <laughs> Just <laughs> magic. That's a lie. You're mental. That's that, not a lie. That's not a lie, yeah. We had a little Jack Russell called Dingo. And that's it. He, he was never a lead around his neck. He'd follow Frank around. Yeah, turns he, out your neighbor is actually Eddie Murphy, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. That generation, though, of our lads, I, I feel sad when I think about it because I don't know if there's going to. They're kind of. Are they, I don't know. Are they that, just that, no, I, I promise myself and Smacks will be good our lads. Yeah. Yeah. He was class. He had a mouth organ. And he, my 21st was on. There was 100 people at my 21st gone bananas because I was in the band. And we're going, Frank stood up in the middle of everyone. Shh. And he played a song on the mouth organ. Was it good? It was all right, like, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, nah, he blew nah, us what? away. I didn't give a damn. Up he got. Old, old people just made me cry. Yeah. Like, I, like, oh, I, 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 no, 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 I don't know what it is. They just, like, 
I see them on their own or anything like. Yeah, only yeah. if they're only if they're on their own. Do you, remember, yeah. do you remember that photo went viral of that chap oh, geez, or the, yeah. the old man with the points? Yeah, but the best part was yeah. he was like, I just wanted to get home and yeah. type with the news. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck this is talking. It was so funny. Everyone was like, Oh, he's you know. I seen it the first time. I was like, Oh, and then like when when he said that, I was like, What a legend! Like, it's so funny how people just created the story. They were yeah. like, He needs to leave, and he he probably has to come and take his meds. And he's like, What the hell? I'm delighted with life. Like, you can't see his lap. I bet he has no legs. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A dog, it must, a dog ate his legs. Oh, my mother of God, mother of God, give him money, something, oh, put him God. on a stamp. This I know, is... you'd almost expect to go fund me, like. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to buy him a new clock. Yeah. <laughs> He's going so, digital. Johnny B, your childhood, what was your house like? Uh, great, I have one uh, older sister and um, mother and father were great. We had a big, ba- big backyard, mm, a big back garden. <laughs> And uh, oh actually, I got an espresso in before we came in, and I, I say half me is still inside the coffee shop. Uh, my father built goalposts out of old pipe and stuff. It was class. That was all you wanted when you're go. And uh, he made me uh, an old sword out of a piece of ash, and I went around stabbing imaginary lads and and kicking footballs around the garden. And sure, we were delighted. So happy out. Well, yeah, happy out. And then my sister um, was a bit older and she got a guitar. And then that's where I first got introduced to music. I started playing guitar around 11 or 12. And I know to listen to me, you wouldn't think it. It <laughs> sound like <laughs> it's my hidden talent. Yeah. But, um, we'll get into the music and all that a little mm. bit later. But for now, lads, the first time you felt laughed at. Oh, this, this, this is, this is uh, traumatic. I was thinking like earlier on, I remember in like four class, they had a talent show. And everyone was like, I'm, I'm dancing, I'm doing this. I was like, I, I don't know. All I knew was like every word to every unbelievable sketch. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to do that. So I roped in a lad in my class, Ronan Shanahan. We sat down, done the unbelievables. And people laughed at us, I think. I don't think they laughed. <laughs> we won the talent show. But like, I, I think people won it because like, we couldn't actually get a cop shirt. So we just had blue t-shirts trying to be crime busters. Blue and t-shirts? Yeah. Blue t-shirts. We couldn't get shirts. Like, you know, my, my mother was like, I'm not getting you a shirt. You know what I mean? Like, for, for 10 minutes. For 10 minutes getting you on shirt. But I think they laughed at us that. And, and then I was like going back to my childhood. It was pure therapy when I, when I was trying to think about this. And I was like, one of the times I was laughed at was like, I was a big child. Right. I mean, like I went to my grandmother's at the weekends and she stall fed me because she was <laughs> insistent that at least if you ever got sick, you had something to fall back on. Wait. I.e. I. six stone on a 12-year-old. <laughs> Honest God, like, it did roll me out of her house on a Sunday morning. I swear to God, two pounds of Denny sausages lodged in a 12-year-old's stomach. But I was a big lad. And, like, people would, people would take the piss out of you from time to time and stuff yeah. like that. And there was one little guy that kind of palled around in our group, like, and he was tiny. And I remember one day we had a row over soccer or something. And he was like, at me, at me, at me all day. And then... He was like, come on, Saul, like, you know, shaping up for a fight. And I remember, like, for some reason, something inside me was like, you can't fight, like, to me. And then he gave this, this tiny, he's tiny, like, and I'm huge. And he gave me a couple of raps anyway. I remember going away home and everyone was laughing at me. And I went home to the mother and was like, Dad, we're all laughing at me. She said, well, the next time you see him now, you know, you're going to have to man up. And then I went back around two days later and gave him an awful hammering, the young lad. <laughs> I remember sitting on him for a finish and I was like, me nanny was right. You know, I had something to fall back on. I, n- I nearly choked him. But uh, like, it was grim. And I swear to God, still from my childhood, I still carry like issues with me weight. Yeah. And now I've lost a bit, thank God at the moment. Lockdown has mm. been the greatest thing of all time. But still, 
if you if you're a big child, you'll carry that around forever. I mm-hmm. I was and yeah. I do. Oh, if I put on clothes now and like it fits me, I'm like that's fucking stuck to me now. And then yeah, I'm saying to Johnny, yeah. what's it like? He's like, lad, that's actually too loose on you. But yeah, 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 in your I mind, know. yeah. So I that. think, yeah, if something is, embeds in your head at that age, it is, mm. I don't think you ever do shake it. No, 100%. And that, that was probably my first thing of some, like a group of people actually laughing at you. And I was just determined after that, well, they just laugh with me from now on. Yeah, God, yeah, so. yeah. I have a question about uh, the unbelievable. Like, so you, did yeah. you do the whole crime bust? Like, oh, yeah, did you do like, knock the duck down? Yeah. The, yeah, right. Spray it down. Uh, through the pedestrian <laughs> costume. <clears throat> and you know feet pudding up box. on the table a pudding box yeah over PJ over Yeah. and I can still even now we went on holidays last year there's 12 of us went on holidays and we rented out this villa in Portugal sounds all real fancy doesn't it it was oh, an the, Airbnb the it was an Airbnb but uh, we went out with a group of our friends and at like 5 o'clock in the morning we come home from the nightclub <laughs> and we're just watching unbelievable <laughs> last seven and it's strange because we met Pat and stuff like that and it's it's um it's a mad story to be to be doing something like that but we loved them like as a young lad, people were like, and we always destined to do the job you're doing. I was like, no way. Like, I've worked every job. This is the first job I've actually stuck at. <laughs> yeah. But growing up, it was constantly listening to, like, Dumbelievables. And then when, when Mario Rosenstock came on the scene, yeah. buying his CDs. And I swear, if you put on Gift Group 2004, I'll, I'll, I'll go, there's 20 songs on it, or 20 sketches on it. I'll do them all word for word, no Stop. problem. Yeah. No, I'm off by heart. And when we interviewed Mario then as well and Pat, like I was trying to like you know downplay it. Just like, <laughs> we're we're on your level, and I swear the whole the whole the whole, I was trying to convince myself we're not obviously, but like I was just in awe of him. Like, yeah. And and to to know him now and to be able to ask him for advice as well is, is unreal. And he's a top man as well. Yeah. So just gas. That was you, Johnny B. Left at yeah. I don't know. In 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 school now, I was a bit hairy. So, uh, I was called Animal. Right. Or Animal B. Because it was still kind of an abbreviation of Johnny B. Right. Animal B. And that, that stuck for a decade or that. And then... Um, <laughs> or that. Or so. And um, <laughs> shook it off then. And once I got into secondary school then, I was more just Johnny B. Uh, me mate Gonzo christened me that. Um, he was great crack. He had a motorbike. So, I went to school on the back of a 125 Honest to God. Stop. And, and I, he only had one decent helmet. And then the helmet I had on had no visor. And it would stop at your chin. I was like, I was like Magneto <laughs> going to school on the back. Of, I swear to God, he was like the Fonz pulling into school. And then he'd park the bike up. Um, for a finish, we had to park it outside the principal's office. Because like all the guy lads would take the motorbike and like push it out into the middle of the roundabout. And stuff. <laughs> Just, you know, all young fellas messing now. Like, but um, I don't, I'm trying to think. I don't really remember people... Laughing at me or making fun of me. Did you make fun of other? Did you make? Were you the Were you the one making fun? No, I do have an awful trait. I can't help, but always go for the joke, even at the most inappropriate times. Yeah. Like. Just today, <clears throat> I was only telling Johnny. I met Tommy Bo today. I saw that in your story. Yeah, he was down. <coughs> sorry, I was down. He was down. He's safe. Elbow. We're okay. The We're okay. Yeah. The elbow. He was down <laughs> in our hometown filming, and I saw him, and I could. I was trying to mind me vice because I was a bit hoarse from shouting recently. Anyway. And I saw Tommy Bo across the street and I couldn't help but think I had to shout across the road at him It must be! It has to be! Tommy Bo! And then, then he came across the road and he was walking past and I was like How are you Tommy? And then who was beside me was Willie Barrett the referee And Willie's a famous referee He would have refereed Monster Finals and all this And I said Hey Tommy do you know, do you know Willie Barrett the referee? Yeah he often fucked over my club And I, I couldn't help but say it There was absolutely no need to say it And then Tommy Bo was standing there like Oh, I, yeah, whatever, I can't do his voice. <laughs> and then Willie Barrett's like, do you know the two Johnnies? And he's like, yeah. 
And then he looked at me, he's like, oh, jeez, it's you. He was like, I was wondering who's the lunatic in the monster jersey. He's <laughs> <laughs> He's sound though, Tommy Bow. Ah, nice he's, lad. He's a ride. Tommy Bow's a lasher. I, I swear to God. What age is Tommy Bow now? I don't know, but you came out to my house just going, met Tommy Bow on site. He's very good looking lad. Fair that's and, just it, oh, like. Yeah. He's shredded. He's ripped to death. Mm. Handsome, all right. Yeah. Oh, he made me sick. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to just go over and tackle him or something. So, so, Throw so, him into the fountain. So, Darren, Johnny didn't answer that. People laugh at him. When I first met Johnny, ah, he had a ponytail. Yeah. What? And a beard. You didn't. Yeah, I was like Robinson Crusoe. No, he's an adult now at this stage. She's fully, right, okay. fully grown. Like. Why? What was your vibe at that time? Were you a bit hippie or what? Um. Well, I'd be big into heavy metal. Right. Yeah, and uh, just I was always in bands, and I was in a wedding band. Then for a finish, once I gave up on the rock and roll, and just had long hair, and uh, sure, I was making hurlies. That was the family business. Yeah. So my appearance didn't seem to matter that much. And then obviously, from the first day I met Max, he was like, mm, "That's going to have to go." <laughs> <laughs> and he still reckons to this day that is the turning point in our career. We yeah. might as well get this out of the way now. How did you meet? For anyone that doesn't know. Oh, um, I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny was uh, a famous country and western singer. <laughs> no, that's a star is born. Star. Um, sorry, sorry. No, I'm, I'm from Ross Gray originally, which is in North Tip. And then I moved down to South Tip. Uh, that's where my girlfriend is from. And I moved down and was like, got a job in, in uh, Clamel in a clothes shop. And the less said about that now, the better. But I needed somewhere to stay. And I heard that this Johnny B lad had a room for rent. Stop. And we met each other down the GA club. I, I transferred GA clubs and um, I met Johnny down the train. I was like, yeah, you looking for a lodger? He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, cool, I'll move in. That's how. And that was it, just just by chance. And we just got we got on from there. There was me, Johnny, and another lad called the Chalk Ice. And we just lived together. And he's the funniest member of the two Johnnies. Yeah. Stop. And why isn't he? Silent partner. He's yeah, he's just crippling anxiety. Do you know what? I've, I've actually, a couple of people I've interviewed, particularly comedians on the podcast, right? Mm. All of them have someone in their life from either primary school or whatever, who they're like, they are, I have this friend who is so much funnier than I am. Yeah. And they just never pursued it because it's just not in them to do it. Yeah. Everyone, th- uh, so would, you guys have a guy like that as well? Oh, yeah, but there's a difference between being funny and then being able to... Deliver. Yeah, and write and... That's true, yeah. to execute it, yeah. To execute it, yeah. Uh, he, we love him though, he's just so handsome. Yeah, and, and, and a, lot, a lot of our friends, like a lot of me and Johnny have mutual friends, and a lot of them are just like, they're the funniest lads down the pub. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And like, we're, we're quiet enough when we go down the pub because like... Because you're, you're switched on yeah, all the time. We're sick of talking. Like, yeah. and, and then we let them talk and then we write it all down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get paid money for a gotcha. Oh, yeah. perfect. So you yeah. just steal so, their. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, st- so. st- borrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lads. The moment if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. I think the two of us have probably the same one here. Oh, that's yeah. good. Our first um, gig abroad was in New York City. So we had. We were going a year. Yeah, probably, probably, yeah, even less, probably, yeah. Less than a year, and we had done our first gig uh, in Clamel, and one or two more, and they had went well. You know, friendly crowd, people like, oh my God, those are two lads off the internet, you're brand new, everyone is really sportive. Of course. Got a phone call, uh, these guys own like a big chain of bars in New York, want us to come over and do a couple of shows, they're going to fly us over, they're going to put us up, a few pounds, the crack, the whole lot, summer in America. We go over, just the two of us, we should have, nowadays we'd have... Someone with us, tour manager, sound man, whatever. So it's just the two of us. And uh, we set up sound check. Everything is fine. We agreed they're going to close the bar. About 500 people turn up now. A solid crowd. Unreal. We're out in Yonkers. All Irish Americans. Friday night. These two lads are over from Ireland. It's going to be bananas. 
Um, and then we start. <clears throat> and then my microphone doesn't work. Perfect. And then they open the bar. So it's this huge room with a big circular. You know, in America, the bars are often in the middle. Right. So now there's 500 people all chatting and having to crack. And then my mic won't work. And then the guitar won't work. No. So we have one mic. And um, I'd say there's about 20 people at the front can hear us. No. And like, I'll never forget it. Because a a women's basketball team came straight from training. All in their jerseys. Full kit. They walked in bags, the whole lot. Irish, all Irish. <clears throat> no, Americans. No, Americans, right. They right. just heard there was going to be this, this comedy thing on. And we're at the front. And then, then we're in character. And like, uh, we're dressed as owl lads and stuff. And I'm like, we're trying to reenact a committee meeting. Be- bear in mind, we're getting changed. You're supposed to provide stress. You see, I panic anyway. If we're at a gig, like, I'm, like, Johnny would be like, we'll be grand. And I'm like, yeah, but everyone wants to kill us. And, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> We're grand lad, and I'm out the back, going, eating my nails, my fingers, like. Uh, and that night, I remember going back. We were like, "Where are we changing the costume?" My mum was like, "I don't know." So, the, the stage was like this kind of inlet and had no backstage, no wings. Oh God! Yeah, so we're basically taking our clothes off on stage, but like, ah, uh, it it was a disaster. It's like, I'm just going to turn around with a different hat on. <laughs> And then we're there with one mic trying to act out a scene. Well, what do you think? A big arm no. across. The, oh yeah. my! And, and they, did, they, did the bar not help you with the feckin' sound system? No, no, no. The bar was hopping. The yeah. bar was four deep. They didn't care. They were like, "Grand, you, you got the crowd." Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they were getting. We the money. let them drink. Oh. But like, we should, like we accepted it because like we were we were getting to New York. <laughs> we I'd never been anywhere. Like, I, I'd been to Santa Ponza once, and, and I thought, like, that this is, listen, life is not going to get any better than Santa Ponza. <laughs> then it's like, here's a free trip to New York. I was like, no bother, lad. Like, we didn't even think to check the yeah. details with him. Right. But we went up. We'd done around 15 minutes of that to and fro, and it wasn't working. And I remember, I watched a documentary on the plane on the way out, and it was loads of these big UK and US comedians saying, like, you know, people don't see the dark side of comedy. And it was all yeah. about, like, yeah. how lonely they were. On the road. Yeah. Traveling. And I was like, what are they talking about? We're only in this around six weeks. We're killing it. Like, you know, <laughs> walked off the stage in New York. And I was, I was fit to burst into tears. I was ready. Oh. If someone, if there's a taxi outside, I'm in it. And I'm back to Ireland. And I'm giving up this whole thing. Stop. And a young lad from Ireland, well, he's American, but, like, his parents are Irish, walked up to me and was like, hey, I'm Eddie. Here's a double vodka Red Bull. And I just went, like... Down the whole thing, and then I was like, Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking could be worse, but it, but it could have been worse. And like, I remember like Freddie Flintoff, who's like a humor I like out in the UK, he's like the ex cricketer and he does a league around. And he said one thing, What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, you can still go home. And like, we like, now we didn't go home for a week because we were having some crack in New York, <laughs> <laughs> that just set the tone. But we came back on the Sunday to the same bar, and they put us out the back in the function room. And we'd done a seated gig to 250 people, and it went really well. Unreal. But that was a nice finish to it. But I remember that there was 30 seconds walking off that stage where I was yeah. ready to go. No. I love the way, like, usually these days, it's like, you know, and I thought it was going to spiral downhill, and yeah. I turned to mindfulness, and Johnny nah, Max is like, I was handed a double back. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, d- listen, there's no mindfulness would have cured what happened that night, yeah. or the following five nights, but <sighs> it, it, was, it was a good experience. And you need those, though. Yeah, you yeah, need those yeah, to reevaluate. 100%. And I think if those things don't happen as well, 
you can get to a point where you think you're a bit invincible and nothing will ever go wrong and then you can't deal with any of the hardship that might come down the road so now we're doing a gig you're checking and double checking and being super particular and I remember like being trying to do open mic nights and you know being in the band and all that stuff and you hear that like some big act is coming in and people are saying like oh they were so particular they were they were a drama. Oh, he right. wanted this and he wanted that. They're dead right. And now it's like that's why they're the best. Yeah. yeah. That's why they know nothing's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. You don't see Ed Sheeran in the middle of a song. With, yeah, and the A teams like sorry, is this on? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to change my batteries there. <laughs> Lads, yeah, uh, you're low. You're no laughing matter moment in life. Um. No, 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 pass. No laughing matter. Um, before the two Johnnies, kind of when when I moved to Care, as I said, I was working in a clothes shop, and I got let go from there. Um, I was I was bad enough at it to be honest. Do you know what? I I, I'll admit something now. I'll probably get sued after this. But at the time, I was like a junior manager in this clothes shop, and uh, we used to get like shirts and menswear, and we used to get shirts and stuff delivered in. And your man was like, "Don't be cutting them open with a Stanley knife." You might damage the garments. I was mm. like, oh, yeah, no bother. Like, and I was like, well, I'm not opening with a pen. Take me ages. So I was standing in them. And around four weeks into the job, fellas kept coming back with double XL shirts with a rip all in the same place. And I was like, called in the manager. And I was like, well, what's the story with these shirts? And he was like, must be a fault with the double XL. And then like this kept on for around three months. And then it eventually dawned on me one day. I was like, the, dub- the double XL shirts comes on top of the box. So every box of shirts I'd ever opened in there, <laughs> I'd split the double XL on them with the Stanley blade. And I, yeah, and I remember just thinking at the time, all right, knock it out for this. Then I got a job in a pharmaceutical plant and they let me go as well. And for around nine months, I was on the dole mm. and I was living with Johnny. And like, it, it's not, the, I don't, I didn't have depression because like, you know, I don't know, maybe I did, but like I never really looked into it or delved into it because like, to us, it was kind of like, get on with it. You know, it, yeah. and I, I, th- I think people have to get on with it everybody goes through down down parts of life and you just have to get on with it but for around nine months i say i lay in bed and didn't do a whole pile i was like, putting on a load of weight i wasn't exercising i stopped playing ga and i was just sitting at home and johnny be going off to work in the morning he'd be like do you want to do something or? and i'd be like no sitting watching like reruns of love hate i was going around thought i was john by at one stage but i was doing nothing and i remember just thinking like jesus i have way more to give than this and johnny used to be saying to me like why don't you join the local panto? Why don't you do something like you're a waste here? Like you're going to waste away here. You're doing nothing. And then eventually I picked up a job. I joined the local panto. I'd done the panto one year and was like, right. I'd say I'm not too bad at this. Mm. Rave reviews from the, from the local. <laughs> the Guardian. The locals Five in stars. care. Yeah, wonderful. Johnny Smacks <laughs> plays Simple Simon so well. Yeah. And I remember just thinking like, right. So believable. Yeah. <laughs> right. There is more to life. But that was definitely... Like, you know, that was no laughing matter. That was serious probably at the time. It's grand to look back and laugh at now. But I remember being in, in that time thinking like, geez, I can't even get a shit job. Mm. And like, I was like, what, what am I going to do? And eventually I dragged it out. I got a job as a butcher in Super Value. And you know what? I treated that job every day like I was an actor. Yeah. So I was in behind the counter. It was all bravado, the whole lot. Like, I couldn't give a shit about lamb's liver, you know, but <laughs> I'd turn it on in there. And yeah, that, that, that kind of got me over. But Johnny played a massive part in that. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, not everyone strikes gold with a housemate like that. Oh, yeah. Well, we've, we've all had bad ones as well. But I think with Johnny was good because he's always been straight talking. Even now, that's why we never row as the two Johnnies. Because like, sometimes he's brutally honest with me. So, yeah. But like, I need that as well. And I know I do. And that time he was like, get up out of bed, go down, knock on doors. Like he, he, he kind of drove me on to it. Otherwise, 
I honestly don't know what I'd be doing. I swear. The way you were saying there, you know, I don't know if I had depression. I, I think our generation, like what age are you guys now? I'm 29. And I'm you're 34. Are you 34? Yeah. Jeez, you're looking well, hey, d- hey, Dinner, that's an exclusive because he's never told anyone. I mean, not. I do, if anybody asks, if you, yeah, go, if, you, if you if you Google it, you won't even find it. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm 28, so we're in around the same yeah. bracket, and I think it 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 missed it just missed our generation mm. of having the language to know or to kind of say how you're feeling. Like yeah. I definitely had a stint in college where I felt, yeah, I don't know, I don't think it was depression, but I, maybe it was. Yeah. But I think as well sometimes. You kind of almost, if you do, if you did have the language back then, you might have gone, I am, de- I'm definitely depressed. I'm oh, yeah. depressed. And then that could have sent you down. Yeah. You, you're kind of self-diagnosing. And I think that's massive nowadays. Like I even, yeah. I even see it with young kids. Like we, we, we've got a young following as well with the two Johnnies. And like, even now, like you might get a Snapchat from a 14 year old saying like, I'm depressed. Yeah. And it seems to be just a term to describe going Feeling through. Down. Like, don't get me wrong. Depression is real. Totally. And it's very serious. And totally. mental health. Is, and we've got a big problem with that in Ireland. But, the thing of saying oh, I'm depressed mm. it's just almost like a, well, a, a term yeah self-diagnosis yeah. is dangerous very is. dangerous so like I could have lay in the bed and said I'm depressed that's why I'm not getting up and that's why I'm not getting a job and that's why whereas sometimes you just do need a little bit of and you tough need some, love yeah someone else and a voice of reason yeah yeah yeah, yeah 100% what about you Johnny V no, ma- no laughing matter I don't know honest to God as Max would say I'm just kind of pig ignorant right and I don't think things ever really get me down mm-hmm. because uh do you know, I read a lot of books about that and remember, actually, do you know what? Do you remember Bill Cullen? Mm-hmm. You're fired. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Penny Apples. He, yeah, I read his book and he had a thing saying, worrying doesn't do anything. And he's like, sure, if worrying helped the problem, we'd all be doing it like. And my father gave me that one, that's years ago. And it just kind of stuck with me. So I wouldn't be a worrier. Yeah. But um, I, I, I do enough for both of us. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, I suppose when, when I did my apprenticeship and then the recession came and uh, like that, like had, had no money, would like didn't go out for a year probably or... Yeah. Uh, even even at the start of the two Johnnies, just we made no money for we made no money for like I say a year and, and a half, like a long probably. time. And, and and then like I gave up my job. I arrived home to him one day and was like, I'm after packing in the job. We'll go full time <laughs> at this. And he was like, Lad, I've my own business. Like, and I was like, Well, I'm after quitting, so I need paying. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So and it wasn't quitting the job as in like, well, I have enough of the job. It was like we need to make a go of this properly. And being in the two Johnnies was tough. I thought at that time because. We were on telly, as in, like, we're doing TV interviews, and we were doing gigs, and people were seeing our posters plastered everywhere. So they instantly think, boys are rich. Okay. The, uh, the boys are rich. Right. And then I went from being behind a butcher counter to, like, being this in the two Johnnies and everybody knowing me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was such a change. There was definitely a part in our life where we probably, once we lost the run of ourselves. Ah, small bit. We probably did. Right. Yeah, we probably did. That's normal, though. And yeah. once you reel it back in, it's fine. Mm. But, like, it was tough to be keeping up the visage of being this successful comedy act. But at the same time, like, we, were, we weren't, like... People can come in and get a photo with you behind the counter in yeah. the shop, like... That was the day and I handed it in, yeah. Uh, but it's typical of fake it till you make it, though. Oh, yeah, 100%. You, just, you, 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 you buy into your own hype at the start. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't, no one will. But I, I think you have to have a bit of that delusion as well to make You it. have to be cracked. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I honestly thought... I remember working in the vacant factory like when I got when I dropped out of college and I was like sure this is grand I'm going to win the X Factor <laughs> mm? I was like a very bad singer and I was like sure it's grand like you know X Factor audition in May I'll audition for that sure I'll be on it then till Christmas I had it all made up in my mind 
<laughs> I had it I had it down to what I was going to wear in the live shows. Judges' houses. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I was like, I wonder what judge I'll get and where will I be in Malibu or where will I be? And I'm not going to Louis. Yeah, I'm not yeah, doing Louis. Sure. And I'm back in Ross Gray here, like you know, hanging a pig on a line. Like I was like, but whatever, whatever has to keep you going. But I've always been deluded, and yeah. that's worked a treat, I think. But I, I think going through a, a time of having nothing and all kind of stood to the two of us. Mm. Totally, absolutely. Um, and. Just worked our arses off. And I think once we decided, Johnny's guess from the first time we ever did that, and the first time we were on stage as the two Johnnies uh, hosting our GA clubs, Strictly Come Dancing, he came into me the next day and was like, We're going to be full time. We're going to make a living at this. We didn't even have a Facebook page. He was like, That's it. We're, we're going full time. Two Johnnies. We're going to be massive. And I was like, We just emceed <laughs> a GAA function. In the local hall. Yeah. What are we going to do? What is it that we do? So, do you think you would have done it if it wasn't for him pushing you? No. Uh, well, I had a little taste in that. I had an old song go kind of viral back in 2010 yeah. for the Tipperary Hurlers. Got to play on Up for the Match. Yes. Yeah, I remember it. And this, um, Jason Grania, great crack and all. And. Um, that was not, sure. That was like that was it. I I thought I was at Rockstar. home. Yeah, slash the Hardy Box. Like they were big at the time. <laughs> yeah. And then all my my mates were like, "Oh, we'll make videos," you know. And then that was it. I just went back to work, and never would have done it had I met Max. And I was living with him, and it was me saying the local panto. That was it. Yeah. Came and asked me would I get involved in the music because I was in a band, and I, and I said no way, you're crap, and no, they're they're great. But then I went home and I was like, Smax is hilarious. Yeah. And he's here on the couch cracking us all up. Yeah. You have to do something. So I kicked him first day, and once he got the first bit of confidence, he knew. <laughs> he yeah. knew. That's as you said, though, Dearness, all that image. Like, like the first night we emceed that that strictly, like I made us go down to the local menswear shop, yeah. rent two suits, yeah. matching. Yeah, like I'm I'm in super value on, on three hundred quid a week, like mirrors. Yeah, shiny. But looking back, they weren't the best suits, Pinstra. but they were cheap. And like I was on three hundred quid a week, I spent a hundred quid on renting that suit. And he and like reluctantly he did the same investment. Yeah, but we we rented these suits. We looked matching. We were like Anton Deck, and I was like, "There you go." That's we we, first. we wrote a song for all the contestants and all. We hit cue cards. We went all out like day one. Yeah, this Johnny Smax is like a neat freak. Yeah, fake it till you make it there. And that's yeah. I right. actually I have a bit of a lump in my. Th- I just think it's unbelievable. Like. I, I don't want to go down the whole mental health thing because mm. that's not what this. We don't really delve into it too much yeah. in this podcast. But because you mentioned it, do you have any idea? I'm sure you do because I'm sure you get messages because you're the kind of people that people want to reach out to and say yeah. thank you. Yeah. But do you have any idea the lads in Ireland who maybe have a difficult time with mental health, the impact and the the joy that you guys bring to them? We, we've got messages in and we never, on our podcast around, we never read out uh, messages like that are thank you say, saying we're great men because it just what no yeah. one wants to listen to that but like we do get messages we got a message off a guy who lost 13 stone he put on our podcast and then he goes walking and he finds it helps and we did we got loads of messages of people you know who are suffering with depression or suffering through sickness or in whatever way and they listen to the podcast and they say like thank you it, I laughed and I got a bit of crack and that's that's what we set out in the very first day when we mm-hmm. wanted was just to make people laugh mm. and like same same with your podcast. People put on. It's all about laughs. It makes you laugh. It makes you, feel you happy. Feel good when you come away. From yeah, it. like mm. we're we're not claiming to be the best comedians or the best musicians or the best presenters around. But I guarantee you, if you put it on, you'll just have a laugh and you'll forget about stuff. And that's all we really wanted. Like, but but it's about being relatable as well, though, because lads ah, yeah. feel like you could live next door to them. But like we had crap jobs. Like people are like mm. you know, like people say to us, "You have so many things going. How do you how do you keep it going? How do you work so hard?" And it's like. 
we got up at six o'clock in the morning in the freezing cold yeah. and like I went to a factory and he went like you know make yeah. hours by uh, hand I'll never forget the day I decided I want to give up hurley making out like lifting and chopping down trees all day and it rained the whole day and he came home that night and I rang Max and that, that's it yeah. and like, that's your that's family business and mm. that's very that's tough to make that decision it is but like we've won the lotto I mean you're, bo- you're born in Ireland we have our health we, we have the price look at us all with smartphones and and you know bouquets of flowers <clears throat> yeah and, and we have family and friends and we get up and we get to do something we love yeah like we've won the law what's there to be miserable about like yeah. the, uh, and just on the podcast we, a lot of people say to us would you not get someone in to talk about mental health but we kind of see our role as been we're not experts there's yeah. a lot of good podcasts about mental health mm. and we'd be afraid to put our foot wrong as well because we have yeah. a good friend of ours is um, a mental health nurse Right, and he'd always say that you know, be careful about giving advice yeah. to people. So we see our job has been put us on. We we'll make you laugh. You might learn a few bits, and you come away feeling good. Escapism. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, not to be critical of anyone, like anybody speaking about mental health is great. But I think people can speak about it, and sometimes they're giving advice that they're not in that position to give that advice, yeah. and we just find that dangerous. So we just we'll make you laugh. That's our medicine. Yeah. That's, oh. Is that on the branding? You need to stick that on a t-shirt yeah, now. Sure, I feel we'll make a left. Okay, I'm gonna, take a, I'm gonna take a mental <laughs> note a point. of that. Johnny Smacks, one of your five a day. <laughs> Calpol. <laughs> okay, right, lads. The person you always laugh with. Oh, that's easy. It's it's each other. Oh, I'm going to well we, we, Were you going to say me? Were you? Yeah, I was. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> no. Johnny B's like, chalk eyes. Yeah. Scribbling out yeah. chalk eyes there. No. But like we mentioned the previous, all our friends are hilarious. And like we thank them for the endless material they give us. But each other, I don't like... I said it to Johnny the other day, I don't know what we're chatting, but sometimes we have these deep chats. And, and there's actually class to come on this and actually talk, you know, normal. But um, <laughs> it's like... So he means like normally in interviews we're like, yeah, our new show, our new book. Yeah, yeah. You're always selling something. This is just having a crack. This is brilliant. But I think, I think like laughing with each other, there's no one can make me laugh like he does. So I like, I'm cracking up. Sometimes it's during a podcast or sometimes it's just on the couch. He'll say something funny or do an impression of some local fella. And <laughs> like even today in the car, we're laughing our heads off. We nearly crashed the car at, at the coming in, coming in the long mile road. Like we we're doing we're, impressions of a fella. He's on a fast scheme at home down the town, and oh, we were, were taking him off the whole way up. Like. But just just that simple stuff, and we've always made made each other laugh. Like I think it's it's it goes both ways, and that's that's why it works. Smacks has um, I don't know what you'd call it, but he's kind of the life of a conversation or a party. Uh, not just like drinking, whatever. Like if yeah. it was people. Like, people all call around to Johnny's house. Johnny lives in an open house. Right. People just want to call around. And, and Smacks will say something mental. Because he's just... He, if you're in a bad mood, like, the whole world will know about it. Oh, yeah. And he's just... He's, he's got such life in him. And when he's in a good mood, he lift. You'd, you'd raise a Titanic lad. Yeah. No, no. no on, on that, like, yeah, I wear, yeah. I wear my heart in my sleeve. And, yeah. I, and I'll come into him and go, like... Feel shit today. I don't know why, and then he'll he'll get it out of me eventually, and we'll just move on with it. But if I feel crap, I want everyone to know it. I yeah. need loads of love, loads of right, love. okay, T- tickle my belly and keep me happy. But like with Johnny, like the funniness of Johnny is like crazy. Not like anyone I've ever met in yeah. that like connecting things abstract, and that's in writing when when we're doing sketches or our books or whatever. His mind works like no one else's mind. I couldn't think of the stuff he comes out with like and and. For that, like, it's just brilliant to be around him because he's mental. <laughs> but we take the time. So you imagine if you have a friend and then you start working with that friend 
And then you realize that all the conversations you're having with them are about work. Yeah. you got to watch that. Yeah. So we, like people would say to us, what are you doing going out in the lash of a Wednesday night and you've loads to be doing? But like, we have to take the time. Stop talking about work. Yeah. And just go, friends. Yeah. Do friends. We kind of. Friends. You know, you need the pressure release valve. Yeah. Absolutely. But they say that about, yeah, but you have to just live as well. Yeah. Mm. Because that gives you material. And it's the, yes. same, it's the same with Breakfast Radio. Like, I remember actually because Keith Walsh did Breakfast from Public. Yeah. yeah. And when I was starting the new show, Keith is the soundest man you will ever meet. Like, and would give advice to anyone who, who asked for it. And I said, like, any advice for starting Breakfast, like the early starts and all that, like in the winter, am I going to be depressed? He was like, you, you could get into bed at eight o'clock every night and make sure you get eight hours sleep. Or yeah. you could just live a normal life, maybe be a bit wrecked the next day, Get an hour nap in in the afternoon, but you have to live. You have to watch movies. You have to go out and have a few drinks. Yeah. Even if it means you crawl into the bed at one and you're up at four. Yeah. You, you have to live because you won't have things to talk about in the radio. You'll just live a grim life if you're not, if you're, if everything's about work. And it's a typical thing. And my mom often says it to me cause if I'm working too hard, she'll be like, they're in all work and no play makes Jack yeah. a dull boy. And it does. But uh, you, you, people can let it consume their whole lives. Yeah. Like, and, and, and that's when you're in trouble. That's why, you like, for us, it's a friendship that works and, and brings us work. Yeah. But like, it's a friendship first. If it becomes all business, yeah. it won't you be do, worth doing. Because we kind of work from home too. Mm. You could be at it. If something has to be done at 10 o'clock at night, it yeah. doesn't cost you a thought, you just do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So at six o'clock, we draw a line. We're like, that's it, enough. And then at five past six, it's like, do you want to call out to my house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, People are like, do you ever get sick of each other? Swear to God, we take a Sunday off and by like lunchtime, it's like, well, what are you at? <laughs> We go on holidays together. We, we do everything. Together. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brotherhood. Yeah, that's oh it. My God. Way of life. Okay, lads. I've gone on dates with him and his missus. I swear <laughs> to God. Stop <laughs> it. No, that's a fact. Gone holidays. Actually, with him. while we're on that, what's the what's the story with women like? Would you? Uh, would, you no, get, we love would you get propositions? <laughs> oh, we've got we've got loads of propositions. More the more the merrier. <laughs> yeah, I got loads of propositions. Loads of mental Snapchats. <laughs> um, Stop. Oh yeah, you get sent some. Man. At the start, it was crazy. When Snapchat what? used to be a thing. Oh yeah, you could wake up that on a Sunday morning. Mm. But Good Jesus, joke. I mean anything. And like, oh, you have a missus. Yeah, so, how does like, she feel about that? She, she don't mind. Like, she goes on four or five holidays a year. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I I used to the I, holiday to titty pick ratio. Yeah. As long as you keep I, it in check. I, I remember, I remember, I remember asking her for like a hundred euro um, to look after my NCT on my ninety nine golf. Yeah. When I was working in Super Value, so like she's thrilled I'm doing what I'm doing, mm. and I'm a much happier person, and and she's just she's happy out. And I've known her; that makes a massive difference. Yeah. I like, I, I I've known her for years, mm. and uh, honestly, I'd be skeptical now if I if I was to be single, of dating anyone who who knew me. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm lucky. I'm lucky in that, and, and she's you have to, yeah. You'd you'd have to be, and I'm sure you have to be careful that January. Oh, I'm seeing one now. Oh, I have I have a one, yeah, right. lovely lady from Cork. But it it was strange. Um, like that, going back dating again. And you do wonder, yeah. is this one going yeah. on a date with me now so that she can go in and go, oh, I went on a date once. I know. This like. Yeah. I, uh, Paddy, my boyfriend, mm. we were on our maybe second or third date and he was like, um, yeah, I think my sister knows of you. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, oh, cool. So then like the next date, he was like, yeah, yeah. Um, told my sister we were going on a few dates. And I was like, what did she say? He was like, yeah, yeah. nothing, you're not Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, uh, oh right, okay. Uh, 
But I, I needed that. Yeah, yeah. You need that. Hundred percent. But like, we're we're lucky that like even my missus like she's like a Rottweiler. She's got a scent. She <laughs> she's going, not she, like a Rottweiler. No, I mean, I know oh, she. Oh, she she listens to this podcast. No, she loves you. So I'm going to be. No, this is like the time she'll hear that. No, I get what you mean. Let me drag it back. <laughs> And, edit, uh, Shane, edit. <laughs> she doesn't know. She, she yeah. sent. So basically, like we're like a big family. We've got like our close group of friends. Um, Johnny's missus, my missus. We all kind of in a little kind of family, for, for want of a better word. So if someone new is going to come into the family, mm. Annie going to sniff him out. She, 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 she's going she's to find out what the crack is. <laughs> and thank God the two girls get on really well. So they go right. off and do their own bits. And Brilliant. they'll be going for lunch. And, you know, there's Girly a of, things. Yeah, right. things uh, women do. Uh, like women, yeah, yeah. Facials and massages. <laughs> and I don't know. Me and Johnny be just working. Go outside giving each other dead arms. And just <laughs> <laughs> nuggies and drinking cans of harp. <laughs> playing, harp. playing hurling. I love harp, yeah. I'd be okay. a harp man. Okay, right, lads. Come on, back on track. Mm. A time where you had the last laugh. Every day. Every day. <laughs> Every day. We're laughing at, like, not to be saying like we're laughing, but, like, honestly, every day I feel since since we started the two Johnnies, gave up our jobs, I think every day we're having the last laugh. Honestly, but, like, one of our one of our best friends, I worked with him um, when I was in Super Value, and he said to me when I left, you're some idiot. You'll be back here in three weeks. He said, you're dope. Like, you know, why don't you just stay here? Like, it's a handy enough job. And I was like, I have to. So, like, not to be saying he's still my best friend, you know, but like I'm laughing a yeah. little bit, you know, out the side of my mouth at him. But not even that, but I think there were so many more. He was one who said it to us. Yeah. He was yeah. the one who said it to me. There's a million more like him who never said 100%. anything. And laughed at, laughed at us when we went full time at it and they were like, people are laughing at you and whatever. And I was like, no bother. I know we're on to a winner. I know we're doing the right thing. Yeah. And I, honestly, I feel every, every day I don't have to work a normal job or listen to a boss. Is, is is having a laugh laugh every we, day we were playing a hurling match and uh, Smacks is taking the freeze like and at the start now people would be putting the boot in a bit like Smacks would miss a free or something and not that often mm. and a lad would be like oh why didn't you sing it over like you oh, know all stop. this like and then I remember oh that drive you mad yeah. some, one, one day we were playing it and this lad just kept on to the two of us and Smacks said something like making like four grand a week lad you know absolute lies but just said it to me <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're Stop. probably still on like dull money. Smacks like, yeah, oh, fucking yeah. loaded, lad. Watch your laughing. Yeah, I, 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 I remember that day. I actually had to get loan off on the boys to go out that night. Yeah. yeah. Swear to God, I yeah. flicked the ball over his head to Smacks, and he and Johnny scored a goal. And I actually, I actually shouted to Johnny <laughs> on the hurling field. Oh, yeah. oh God. When we, when we were when we were starting to get going, Smacks was like, "Do you know what we should do? We should get a manager." I was like, "Oh, that sounds reasonable." And Johnny emailed. I would think every management and agency in Ireland. Yeah. Hello, we're two Johnnies. This is what we do. So face to face. 20, 22 people. Right? Agencies. And, and, and it's okay. Nobody replied. But <laughs> my, my favorite part is that Johnny wouldn't be hectic on the old computer at that time. He CC'd them all. <laughs> no. No, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh. they, they all knew he's after emailing everyone else. No, you didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't know that was how emails worked. <laughs> Like to take this this <laughs> chance to apologise to NK management. So. <laughs> you, you had your oh, chance. What you could have been? What could have been? <laughs> that is gold. And I, uh, I emailed everyone except our actual manager now. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez. so we, no one replied. Uh, uh, eventually, I think someone actually replied and said, uh, 
something like you've CC'd uh, something like that anyway uh, didn't all, go well they're all competitors cutting each other's throats that, yeah. that um, is the best so <laughs> I'm just thinking about what you said there um, the way your friend said it to you yeah and then you were like I know a lot of what the people are thinking it oh Reason, yeah recently enough my dad's funny for the advice because I would ring him for the advice even though I know it's going to be Probably not what I want to hear, right? He'd often say, like, no one gives a fuck about you there. And, like, oh. honestly, like, get over yourself. No one cares what you're doing, what decisions you make. So just make the decisions anyway. Because no one fucking cares. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know what he meant, what he means now. But the first time he said it, I was like, Dad, how could you do this? <laughs> but I rang him recently because someone, I can't even remember what it was. But I think I got, like, because I can't deal with the hate. I'm like, I, I can't. Cause I, and you know what? I think it's because I've been spoiled with positive feedback that whenever anyone is negative, I'm like... But they can't yes. think that. Does it still get to you? Uh, yes. No, no, it depends on the day. Some days you could get a message and you could just go, fuck off and delete it. Yeah. Another day you could be like, oh my God, it's true what they've said. <laughs> and like, like, I remember one time I was getting into bed. I was wrecked after just a day of work. It was like midnight, whatever. And uh, someone wrote to me and said, um, it was when I was single. And they were like, no wonder you're single. Uh, no one could love you as much as you love yourself, right? Oh, and there was something so Great weird. insult. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had thought of that. That's brilliant. But there was something, I don't know what it was. I was getting into bed. They had only just sent it. It was like three minutes before. And I just got so overwhelmed. I was like, there's someone out there somewhere, yeah. also awake <laughs> in Ireland. And they've just pressed send on that to me. It's reached me. And I was like, I just burst out crying. I was like, I'm crying because it's true. Uh, do you know what though? Like, I'm like that like, yeah. like a, a little bit like so, like sometimes someone will say something that annoys me or something but uh, again Johnny was like what are you going to do about it yeah. and I was like ah, I should fucking find out where to live or, you know what I mean? like, yeah. something I can do and he's like there's nothing you can do and I was like I know he's like zen but then t- to think that somebody's went to that bother yeah. to, to send you that message is crazy like even like and we, we're lucky like we've been real lucky like we don't get that much like just some poor devils out there I was like if I get that level of hate that yeah. I crack up like yeah. but sometimes it, it can hurt you of course and I, I find if it's about appearance or something yeah. personal if someone's like two Johnny's podcasts is shit mm. I'm like right Grant they don't like it that's yeah. fair enough if someone's like Jesus your man's putting on some timber I'm like lads I can see that like oh, please yeah. like you know what it's I mean give us a break like. yeah. but I don't mind they hate so much towards me I've gotten to get over it. like Johnny Johnny mm. would bait that on me but I think sometimes what worries us is if, we, if we've got someone else on like a guest or else we've got a friend who's jumped into a video to help us out right or something like that and yeah. then someone writes something horrible about them yeah I think that's that's when it's bad and just, people don't think they just yeah because when think. you sign up you're the ones who've signed up to yeah, be we're, we're signed up to yeah, be abused yeah, yeah. as such yeah but yeah so recently I rang my dad I was like yeah I'm getting a couple of just every now and then a few comments whatever he's like right what are they saying I was like they're saying this that and the other and he was like right for the amount of, so how many how many messages and I was like about five he was like you do realise probably 500 people are thinking those things they just haven't written them to you <laughs> oh my god oh, like, you Dad, Jesus what he was like they're all thinking it a lot of people are thinking it there's just there's just a few that have actually written it to you like on what planet did you think that people wouldn't yeah wouldn't not like you like not not everyone is gonna oh like you. God, was the point he was making, like, yeah. And I always get where he's coming from in the end. After crying for like two hours, I'm like, Dad, <laughs> you're so mean. I, if I rang my mother and was like, someone sent me a horrible <laughs> message, she'd be like, Where are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll find them, John. 
Tell me, just give me half a location. Honestly, I reckon that one would bang on. Does she kill him? <laughs> give me the county, son. Yeah, give me the county. <laughs> IP town. address. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but he's he's doing it to tough me up. Yeah, it's he, his way of going. Cop on now. You need to be able to take this. Mm. How do people have time? I don't. I Who do not. Time? I do not know. Who are they? The gas ones was, as Johnny said, uh, when he put on a bit of weight at one stage, and people would comment about his weight. And uh, uh, for a while there, I would click into people's profiles and feel like saying, <laughs> "They cost <laughs> you. They cost you. You're not the Mona Lisa, like." Yeah. And it's just. Oh yeah, no. Sometimes you click into the profile, and their bio is like positive vibes only. Yeah. Hashtag be kind. You're like. <laughs> yeah, and their and their last their last their last ten tweets is given out about someone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's true. The whole in the world you can be at and be kind, you know, for a week. Now it's back to being a prick. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just... How do people have time? I don't know anyone successful who's like, going to put half an hour aside tonight. <laughs> going to abuse a couple of lads off the internet. <laughs> Kettle on. Kettle on, yeah. I was going to read the paper, but no. Yeah. It's abuse time. It's now abuse to make theory. someone cry. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, it is crazy. Okay, right. We won't dwell on that. It's not worth our time, boys. Definitely not. Yes. Okay, if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? Sport. Oh, at the GAA. Yeah, for, 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 for me, definitely. Whether it's playing or training and stuff like that. I mean, anyone we've spoken to is like, try and, try and keep your life as normal as it was before, yeah. you know, what we're doing now. And and that is very apparent. And the, the GAA for us is massive. Our own club and care. They're so good to us, first of all. They let us use their facilities for videos Aww. and stuff. But they're, they're very proud of us as well. Hmm. But then, like like any rural community, they, ne- they will never let us get too big for our boots. <laughs> like. like the other night, we went to a committee meeting because we're both on the committee. Mm. Um, because like we'd be trying to do fundraisers and stuff like that. Yeah. And obviously, we're the only people who've ever held a microphone in the club. So, <laughs> so we just do that kind of thing. You'd know about that. Yeah. So like... <laughs> The old lads down there are gassed. They're like, one old lad the other night was like, well, well done on the television show, but you're not Billy Connolly. And I was like... That's on the minutes of the meeting Yeah, that's actually, like, he said that, like, through the chair. And, like, that, that for us is the best medicine. Going down there with lads we know all our lives, playing away. And anyway, exercise is good for everyone. But, like, that kind of stuff. And the committee, like, being on the committee is, I swear to God, we've gotten... The two shows we've toured internationally with, and, and, and the first book definitely was all from the committee. Just, just, uh, there's never been a bunch of mad bastards, excuse me, language, put together in one group. You'd never invent them. No. You just must, someone went around and just gathered them up. <laughs> they were just growing Group. like under ditches and stuff, these, these lads. Someone found the treasure in the attic, like, I yeah. swear to God, these lads. <laughs> And they just put them into... Well, obviously, we're outside now. The committee meetings are out in the open because of the old coronavirus. And obviously, most <laughs> of the committee are about 60 or that. So oh, yeah. They're all ripe for coronavirus. As the, uh, as the weather... As the bit of bite comes into the evenings, the committee meetings are getting shorter. Right. Which is grand. So one fella said to us, Jeez, I was freezing. But sure, at least they don't drag on all night. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're a great source of amusement. And, and, and like obviously, we've been doing a lot... We do a lot of GA stuff when we came up along and stuff like that. We've diversed a bit now, I guess. Sketches now, yeah. yeah. sketches. And like that was really home for us, and it always will be. And uh, the people that are in it as well. Like, that, that's, 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 we love it. It's part of all our, our life, and but that's it, the best medicine. It's gas. Uh, so GA is a great leveller. Mm. So if we're playing on a team, uh, I could be full forward, and the corner forward could be 17. And you're absolute peers. Yeah. And then after the game, it's like, well, what are you at? And he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going into sixth year. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's unreal for them as well to be around you, you lads. Yeah. And they just take the piss out. <laughs> I know, but they're learning from you, yeah. like as, yeah. as or, they or, or, or they ask us, like, throw something on your Instagram there, tag us. <laughs> Do they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, go away, you're 17, will you? That's sick. Anyway, um, it's wonderful to, to not to sound corny about it, like, but to know to walk downtown and see a bunch of teenagers and know them all. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and being genuine about it and being able to stop and have a conversation. Yeah. And well, what are you at? Oh, you're going to start an apprenticeship or you're going to college. Yeah. And they're, they're as mad as it sounds, if, if the pubs were open and we wanted to go for a pint, it could be the two of us, an 18-year-old and a 50-year-old. Yeah, I love that. And that's just living in a small town. Yeah. I love that. You just accept strangeness. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Okay, are we ready for the quick fire round? Yes. Hello. The actor Barry's. Ham <laughs> <laughs> sandwiches. Ham sandwiches. Italian ninety. Go back into character now. Go back into character. Quick. David O'Leary. Yeah. <laughs> Where in the world? Chicken rolls. Chicken rolls. Chicken rolls. <laughs> oh, very good. Okay, the actor you always laugh at. Ah, uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> Quick fire round. Sorry. <laughs> Hurry up to fuck. Oh no, I'm, I'm agreeing. Oh, oh yeah. right, yeah. okay, same. Actress, you always laugh at. I like Emma Stone. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're really fancy her. Yeah. We were talking, yeah, again, we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah, Crazy Stupid Love, we like that. Oh, like she's, she oh, is. Yeah, chick so flick. Good. We, lo- we love them. Me too. Um, the comedian you always laugh at. Oh, Tommy Tiernan, yeah. Frankie oh. Boyle. Oh. Mm. He's not very 2020. No. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lads, you're, no pressure, but your best or worst joke? That we wrote ourselves. Just a joke you have in your back pocket that you take out whenever. <sighs> Honestly, I went to see a comedian once and he said, um, what's the difference between a donkey and a horse? You ride a donkey, but you make love to a horse. <laughs> I remember seeing that. I was only about 18 and thinking, wow, I, I didn't know you could do that in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear I've never looked back. Because, you know, you're growing up and it's all like, um, pan Englishman, pan Irishman, yeah, yeah. you know, go in and make love to a horse. <laughs> 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 he just, he blew the bloody doors off with that one joke. Yeah. And I've never looked back. Johnny Smacks, do you have any? No, I didn't. Right. I'm just going to go with that. And finally, lions or berries? <laughs> oh, berries. Red berries. <laughs> Red berries, chicken rolls. And oh, the two Johnnies. I enjoyed that immensely. Thank you so much for sharing the last of your life. Thank Thanks you for dear. having us. The last of your lives. Oh, I'm going to change the title now. Tro- uh, we're on telly and we have a book. <laughs> oh, go on. Come on, throw it in there. The man- before we come in, the manager. Oh, I can just hear uh, Shane pulling down my microphone. <laughs> he's he's going e- to edit this bit out <laughs> anyway. But the two Johnnies' second book, Come Here and I Tell You, is out. When's, is it out now? It's out in pre-order now, yeah. Lovely. That's as good as out. Well and we're on the telly as well I don't know when this is going out but Buy it nonetheless The book's gas The book's great Good man Johnny B Getting the business in Thank yeah. you lads <laughs> Thanks dear. Thank you for listening To the Laughs of Your Life podcast With the two Johnnies I hope you enjoyed it Lots of other great guests To come this season So don't forget to like Subscribe Rate, review And all that other stuff This podcast is brought to you By Collaborative Studios